with yet another incident happening in the Overwatch scene, yet again on streaming platforms for the whole world to see, it made me think of the nature of the streamer's experience, also especially in Overwatch. These thoughts aren't there to rationalize the DeFrance situation in particular, nor are they even really closely related, but merely a fragment on what it means to be a streamer in the current climate and to hopefully invoke some compassion where it is applicable. So let's establish some premises first. The one, the first one will be a gut punch to many, but Overwatch as a streamed game is on a decline. Uh, chat interaction in, in general is going down. Uh, the, the viewing numbers are going down. It is a, it indicates a problem when chat interaction is down. It also means less donations. The growth of the channel isn't as big and your trajectory is certainly pointing downwards. And all the news we've uh, recently gotten, other than we don't know about the impact of the replay viewer, but I don't know if it will be this this big, um, has sort of, you know, pointed towards a problem, especially for these streamers, if they want to continue in their career. So it, the pressure is on the streamer to provide the entertainment. And when the game can't do it by itself anymore, one of the best sources to create in entertainment and for people to connect to these streamers is through comedy. And obviously, with these streamers streaming 8 to 10 hours to 12 hours a day, 6 days a week, you can't script out these comedic pieces. They have to come from a place of creativity and have to be created in the moment. And that is also what makes them so fun. Now, here lies the first decision for the streamer. And by approaching, by, by choosing the approach, he attracts a certain audience. So the biggest the streamer, the more likely he is to attract all kinds of audiences. So what kind of audiences am I talking about? So if I'm often causing drama, I'm often around people that are into drama, if I'm sharing gossip and whatnot, this attracts a certain kind of audience that then will also interact with me with that expectation, right? While, for instance, like someone like Siegel, who always kept it fairly clean, fairly educational, has a much cleaner chat experience. And uh, it's also not overwhelming for his mods to keep it clean. So what he sees is not nearly as vile in his chat as some of the other streamers are. So let's talk about the aspect of situational comedy. I would say most of the audience enjoys the impulsive style. The, the thing that comes up in the moment, someone's very quick-witted and it just hit, sometimes hits and it's, it's very funny and, and it doesn't take too much prep. It takes skill though. Not everyone can do it. And the best ones have the biggest draw in that regard. So the pulse of creativity is where the fun is. And the impulse there plays with boundaries and is immediate. It is there's almost no barrier in the sense of it comes to my mind and it's out of my mouth. Because if you delay these by too much, it is, you know, the, this, the famous thing where you think of a comeback two hours later in a shower. It's not funny anymore. And it's also not funny anymore. Even almost 10 seconds later, 
the the payoff of the joke drops tremendously so uh, it's it is not applicable very often you have to have to make it up on the fly so here an associative mind that a mind that sees things in similarities helps so it's perfect for that kind of improv and minds that connect features in that way will always entertain people even those that have associative minds themselves so for instance to to give you a, an, uh, an an example something would be like one of those streamers going on their stream looking at their twitter feed seeing fusions and going dude conan o'brien on boston park you know dumb dumb seemingly dumb dumb stuff like that but because it's coming in the moment and seeing that you know that instant connection of him seeing maybe fusions for the first time in real life seeing the facial features the the hairstyle or whatever and that then connecting it to another thing that is where the instant comedy uh happens now i myself would generally cut myself in that di direction which is also why you haven't seen me joke much in overwatch and i will explain why in a second but it is about 40 to 60 percent of those jokes just just miss they they are not funny you don't know where you're going with this and this is a crucial part the impulsive or the it's the associative mind starts talking and has almost a trust in his brain to give him the joke to give him the funny bit that then makes it so that people can be entertained in that regard right there's no planning going on or much in that regard now 95 uh, sorry 59 percent or 39 percent of the time the jokes are either from from amusing to hilarious and they're great right and that is that's a great sort of uh risk reward ratio right in most cases you, you're just boring you look a little bit you know like oh where is he going with this most like, like the other times you're absolutely hitting and you're entertaining people and then there's this one percent and it's probably even less than one percent but one percent or less are just morally un unacceptable jokes. You've danced around the boundary. You haven't really checked with the, you know, morality of what you're saying. And it's absolutely from vile to begotted or, you know, all these ranges. And um, it it is then hurtful, right? It is not hurtful in your mind, but that is where the distinction really lies in the sense that there doesn't seem to be a barrier for many of those. So, okay, so you're an impulsive streamer or you're one of with the associative mind that also just keeps, you know, getting banger after banger, very high hit rate on the those. So your brain develops a post positive uh, feedback loop. And here I will argue, herein lies the second responsibility of the streamer. The first one was the type of content that he wants to create. And the second one is the barrier between thought pops up and goes out my mouth. There can be a delay and it is upon the streamer to find that boundary, right? So most of the time it is a very positive feedback loop. Joke, 
chat reaction joke, chat reaction, stream growth, risk taken, and reward gains, right? So let's let's observe the nature of consciousness, at least at, as I perceive it, right? Or the mind, rather. So for those who have meditative experiences, I would pose, or even those without, I would say that the vast majority of your thoughts feel involuntarily and, and are probably involuntary. Whatever pops up in your mind, you have intrusive, intrusive thoughts. Thoughts are so vile that... Like, or just weird, like you want, like your something in you tells you to jump off a cliff, which is uh, called La Pelle de Vite or Call of the Void in, um, in English. So that draw, like all these, these weird connections you're making, all the things you care about but shouldn't really care about, all this piles up. And most of us are involuntary thinkers that are dominated by their thoughts in that regard without without having any control over them. What we do have control over though, is what comes out of our mouth most, most of the time. So the meditative experience then is almost like sitting in front of a mouse hole as the cat and looking what comes out of the mouse hole. So what, what you have a sort of focus, which is the mouse hole, and then you see what else your, your consciousness, your mind gives you and what, thoughts pop up and the meditative experience then says just let it go realize that it came out of the mouse hole but let it go and remain at ease and keep focusing on the mouse hole mouse, uh, mouse hole so funny uh, impulsive people trust their minds to hand them the joke so they will stand in front of the mouse hole take whatever comes out and throw it at the crowd and most of the time it will be fun, some fun, you know, balloon or whatever, anything that makes people enjoy them. But sometimes it will be terrible, right? And they don't know what's coming until it does, right? So, as I said, the same is true for me, very much so. I, I experienced that in myself. My type of humor, I don't feel particularly hum humid unless boundaries are pushed and novelties created by the person that I'm um, that I'm watching or um, that even the st in stand-up co comedy right so my humor as well in that regards works as such but for the time being I have first resorted to completely getting rid of it in most of my content that I do and then now I'm currently transitioning to in order to inject it into the thing while continuing meditative practices and being more aware of what comes out and giving it that brief second where I check for morality reasons, right? Where I look at the thought and think what I'm saying is that A, what I am or who I want to be and could it hurt people? And then you have control over the thought. And this can happen so quickly, uh, but with an attentive mind that it remains fun while being much safer. And you will fail, but it definitely increases your failure rate or decreases your failure rate in that regard. So the streamer has the choice to delay the impulse, to check right? And that can be enhanced with meditative practices. And 
here the here is where I think we have to see the world from the streamer that had has made the decision in the past to create a certain type of content. And I hope my elaboration will in, evoke some sort of uh, compassion to towards their experience. Because while they have made mistakes and they have dug their own grave in some sense, at least in some regard, it still is a an experience that punishes these lapses in judgment much more harshly than life usually does. Right? So so the streamer which which is has made the decision to focus his content more on edgy jokes or drama has created an echo chamber of a and that is true for every streamer i think anxiety to perform for their audience he has created an environment through the chat and that chat interaction is very very um important and input is output so the constant edgy spurring on that comes from his chat from the people that have been attracted by the by the edge if you want in the first place now the streamer has to absorb this vile bile constantly right the his thoughts themselves are primed towards you know going to these places now if you don't know what priming is it is basically that if someone puts you into a specific mind frame, so for instance, tells you about a toy store or puppets or whatever, then you're much more likely to answer, um, you know, in that regard uh, to questions that are sort of uh, very open and ambiguous in, in themselves. And you will be much more likely to, uh, you know, act in this way. And this is how... Um, how advertisement works, how uh, elections work, you know, priming is everywhere. But as the input is immediately in, and you feel also, the, the best way I, I guess I can give you an example of is if someone has a very shrill way of talking to you or is very toxic in your solo queue game, it, it sort of seeps into you. Now imagine in text form having thousands of these people. And they spur you on and it's also constantly negative talk if you don't go there and it's it's actually the closest probably that i can relate it to is self-induced schizophrenia is how it is the experience has been described to me by uh, streamers because it's like voices in your head that tell you to do things that maybe you don't want to do or that are just you know vile in some sense so in that regard for their situation i think there is compassion because they made mistakes along the way but they also deserve compassion for the prison yes they have created for themselves but the other guards the the viewers this the chat they are also guarding that prison with such nefarious and wretched fervor. Thanks for watching.